Good evening, everybody, and a very warm welcome to our Spiritualism Lyceum evening. Uh, we have four, uh, four, I'm counting myself in here, I've got three lovely guests and me, so that's a nice balance there. Our topic tonight is looking, looking back, moving forwards, and we've got a great little panel tonight of people here. So without further ado, the lovely Donna, if you'd like to introduce yourself, please. Hello, my name is Donna, as you heard and you can see, um, and I am from a little church um, in Fundersley, which is based in Essex, um, and I'm pleased to be on tonight. Thank you for inviting me, Lawrence. Lovely. Thank you, Donna. And what's your role there in the church, my darling? Well, I am um, one of the committee members. We don't have um, presidency roles, um, but I do help, and I guess I'm... Um, church secretary something like that <laughs> but i do a bit of chairing and um mucking um, and do a bit of everything really um i'm not developed as a medium so i don't help in that way but um right. i help organize things let's say that <laughs> yeah. brilliant lovely reverend mick good evening sir good evening how are we we are great Good, good, good. Well, I'm I'm Nick. I'm uh, from Littleport Christian Spiritualists, which is part of the new Christian Spiritualist Society. Uh, Littleport is uh, the largest village in England um, by parish uh, size, but actually it's quite tiny um, on the grand scale of things. Uh, but it's also the headquarters of the new Christian Spiritualist Society itself. And we broadcast every Thursday night here from Chateau Del Nick in Boudoir Del Brown. <laughs> um, Brilliant. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you, Reverend Nick. Last but by no means least, a lovely gentleman who has helped us out time and time again during the last year and always a great pleasure to connect up, even in this virtual fashion. Lawrence, no, Ashley. <laughs> Great introduction for yourself. Uh, really lovely. Welcome. In. Uh, I'm pleased to be helped. watching from the sidelines. Um, well, hello, folks, and uh, hello, uh, my, my, my good friend Lawrence. Uh, I'm Ashley Robinson. I'm a spiritualist medium uh, in South London. My home church is uh, Women and Spiritualist Church, and our sister little church is uh, Hatbridge uh, near at Car Shorten. And um, I, uh, I'm lucky enough to have been brought up in spiritualism, always said. My mum and dad are the ministers of uh, religion at uh, Wimbledon and Hatbridge and uh, presidents of the church. And I assist in, in any way, uh, shape or form. Historically, that's been anything that required any type of power uh, devices, mobile phones, laptops. And um, recently, we've like, all of us been catapulted into that world of, of doing things as smart as possible. So yeah, communications and engagement, a little bit of organisation. Um, Wimbledon has a, a lovely history that goes back to the year I was born in 1982, in that my grandfather, who was uh, president at the time, founded Life After Death Promotions there with uh, a lady called Doris Stokes, uh, Gordon Higginson and Jesse Nason. And they, they set themselves a mission to continue to take spiritualism out of the churches and out to the people, to get the people back to the churches uh, ultimately, but to share their knowledge of, of life after death and share the truths of spiritualism. So it's a really lovely little pace and um, often a bit of a lighthouse for people in London. Wonderful, wonderful. Wow. And 
injustice, Ashley, because I have visited your church several times, and it's not a little place. It's huge. It's absolutely wonderful. It's a great space and a great great, great bit of space here. Yeah, just celebrating a hundred years of spiritualism in Wimbledon now. The uh, our founder, Mr. Richard Arthur Bush, uh, took a mission to of, of spiritualism to Wimbledon. Um, back in 1913 and um, he uh, used to use a Ouija board on his own and, and channel the different spirits but was um, compelled to take this mission to spiritualism he used to operate in a little barn and um, there was a little room above the stables where he, he first operated and someone on the spirit board said you got to buy this land on Hartfield Road it's going to be a church and he was able to build that I think in 1916 so yeah very wow. lucky great bit of space wow. in Wimbledon yeah, how, how interesting. Lovely, you never do that. Isn't Thank it? you. Yeah. yeah. We wish you'd brought the Irish club next door, not only because they have a great variety of, of drinks and uh, food, but it would have been a nice bit of uh, land for car parking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So, <clears throat> without further ado, uh, we'll move on to tonight's topic. You know, we are where we are at this time. Uh, none of us wish to be here, but we are, so we look for the best in things is always my motto. But if we go back and look at the timeline, really, with some of these lockdowns, just to get like the historical side to us. Back in the 16th of March 2020, it was the first real inkling that things were going to go horribly wrong. Uh, the announcement was made to curtail all non-essential travel, and be careful and that was quickly followed up on the 23rd of March for the lockdown actually being announced for the UK. But I remember back earlier than that and thinking uh, things just sort of like drifted away, they fell apart a wee bit. I don't know if anybody else on the panel found that because I do remember our last healing circle here, uh, none of the healers turned up on that night and it it was just that sort of era it was that energy going on uh that people just suddenly weren't there they weren't coming back out and this is way before uh the 16th of march because i think everybody was going yeah this is gonna be difficult this is gonna be difficult so donna my darling you know what were your thoughts around that time pre and just on the lockdown yeah, I think people, there was definitely a shift in energy for sure. I think even like um, from like January onwards um, and um, lots of people were getting sick. Um, I know our family had a, a you know, a real big illness. So I think there was definitely... Um, we probably did actually have COVID at the time, but we just didn't realise yeah. it. Um, yes, there definitely was a shift in the energy around that time. And kind of as the talk started, um, you know, people started talking about it, reading the news and, and hearing about this this thing that was coming. There was definitely a bit of um, panic, I think. Um, and a lot of our congregation at the time um, were, were older. Um, and obviously more worried than um, some of us, maybe. Um, but yeah, it almost felt like a weird kind of energy cleanse that's kind of run through the church, through the whole lockdown, which is really strange. Um, and I haven't quite got to a point where I understand really what has happened <laughs> <Yeah>. yet. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
definitely there's been a lot of change um a lot of change yeah reverend nick sir well do you know what you've reminded me actually of a conversation that i had on new year's eve 2019 uh yeah no 2019 and i was talking to someone and they said I've got a really, really good feeling about 2020. 2020 is going to be amazing. Things are yeah. going to change. As soon as, as soon as that clock ticks over to midnight, the world is going to change. And I went, yeah, I feel that it's going to change. And she said, it's going to be for the better. I know it. I know it. I know it. And I stood there and I just linked in and I just asked my main coordinator, uh, Gordon, I said, what do you reckon? And he just glared at me. And I went, you're not agreeing, are you? And he went, just wait. It's going to change for sure. And that was all I got. Absolutely all I got. And I remember we um, we just had a workshop uh, at the end of February because we had a, a, th- a Sunday workshop every, every month at the end of the month. And um, I'd just gone to, we went for a weekend, me and my partner went for a weekend to Scotland. And we just got back as everything was starting to kick off in February and people were talking about it. And we was in Stansted and it was virtually deserted. And there was this one guy walking around really with this old fashioned 1940s gas mask on. And everyone was looking at him funny. And I, I look back now thinking, now who's laughing? Uh, but um, we, we got back and my partner actually contracted COVID. And I'm, right, okay, so I'm locked down. So I missed a service. And then the following week is when it all started the talking about, oh, we're going to be locked down, you know, all of this is going to change. And and nobody was concerned really on the grand scheme. I think people weren't sort of really having the sink in because they'd never been through something quite like this. It really wasn't sinking in enough. Uh, we were quite lucky at Littleport in the sense that the the jump to online was quite easy for us. We'd been doing bits and pieces online every week for, for like years, but nothing on the scale of this. But mm-hmm. I think I think really the, 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 the biggest feeling I had was that people weren't taking it in enough. You know, uh, for, for as far as the, the people that I was uh, around as spiritualists, we were like looking at each other and not really talking about it. The truth be told, it was all just silent, knowing stares. But generally, people really weren't realizing just how bad it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, very true. And Ash, you've got a very interesting perspective there, be, uh, coming from where you do in such, you know, you're virtually in the centre of London and London. Yeah. There, it's a, it's, it's been a strange old year. Um, I, you know, I in a way look forward to the idea of talking to my hopeful grandkids one day and talking about the year it was illegal to kiss people that weren't in your house. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what, what a strange, uh, strange year. It, um, it definitely helped you to sort of understand more about where you were blessed. Um, and uh, one of my old child here, uh, heroes, Mr. Motivator, I used to watch him a lot with my nan on GMTV of the exercise. <laughs> uh, I caught him one day doing some exercise and he was saying, you know what, if you're feeling a bit down, a bit miserable, do you have somewhere to live? You're blessed. 
Do you have, uh, you know, your immediate health, you're blessed. Do you have uh, some money coming in and a job? Do you have some food in your fridge? And I was thinking, when you kind of focus on the, the things that really matter, it was, sort of, it was easier to, to, to not sweat that small stuff. But, um, you know, the, the year started odd for us anyway. My grandfather, who's had a dodgy chest most of his uh, life, suffering with asbestos or asbestitis, he used to unload sacks of the stuff at, uh, at Waterloo and, um, they used to give him a handkerchief as a bit of PPE to stick over his mouth and uh, extra money for unloading these uh, sacks of asbestos. But um, he uh, ended up coming down with a mystery virus while he was in hospital because he had he had become a bit uh, dehydrated one day. He had gone out outside his house, slipped, tripped and fallen over, was getting better in hospital, suddenly came down with this mystery virus. And um, they said he died of a pneumonia type condition. I look back now and I think it probably was covid19 at the time it felt like covid19 was happening to other people other people in the world um even in the uk it felt like it was it was happening up north and uh, actually the first probably six months of the pandemic it felt a little bit like it was happening to other people because i didn't know anyone uh who had who had got covid but we'd um been preparing just after my granddad's funeral for a spiritual and psyche weekend retreat in bournemouth uh, it's called Spirit Seeker. My granddad's been doing them uh, for, for about the last sort of, uh, 35 years. And uh, I remember everyone saying, oh, is it still going to go ahead? Absolutely fine. And we did get away. It was the first weekend in March. And the whole time, you know, n nothing had really changed yet. But there was this whole thing of should we be getting, you know, provisions in? Should we be wearing masks? And, of course, 130 odd spiritualists all asking each other, your guides got anything, anything from your guides? <laughs> and such contradictions from all these different like-minded people. Lots of people saying, "Oh, it's man-made and it'll be gone," and you know, it, it, we, we'll get over this. And our leaders are sort of being advised. But even at the time, I felt relatively confident that we're going to be okay. You know, I've got a job in the civil service around continuity and contingency planning, and we're you know we're successfully fed off things like Ebola and you know and SARS and things like that. And I thought this this would be fine. It will just sort of blow over. But all of a sudden, it was it was here. Uh, it was my son's birthday on the 28th of March. I remember cancelling his sort of um, soft play birthday party a couple of days uh, beforehand and thinking, we'll probably just do your birthday next month, mate. It'll be, you know, it, it will be OK. And saying to uh, to my mum and dad, you know, um, we don't have to close the churches yet, but actually the, the average age of our Sunday divine service congregation, they, uh, they're, I love them to bits, but there's some walking wounded there. There's some really vulnerable people. And it was like, should we be letting them come out at this time? And mm -hmm. we spent a bit of time trying to think about other things. We'd done a few sort of cheeky live streams on Facebook and not really known what we were doing. We'd never done any mediumship online. And uh, I'd, I'd filmed occasionally mediums doing mediumship in the church, but never to an online community. Um, so yeah, w seeds were planted, and then uh, you know we all sort of came together. And you know, what a wonderful bit of spiritualism, where there were so many people saying, "What can I do for you? How can I help you?" And I've managed to do this. Do you want to learn from it? So I've said to you a few times, uh, Larry, you're an ambassador for spiritualism in many ways. But I think from a from a tech point of view, you're often a role model as well. You were showing people the art of the possible, and actually at a time where we needed to engage and and keep in touch with people you showed it was possible and it encouraged us certainly we were very lucky spiritual psychics uh, tv a uh, great partner for us helping us with our sort of uh, streaming services as well but yeah strange start yes indeed and thank you because you just reminded me i did come over and see you at spirit seekers i was uh, very fortunate just to be able to drop in and thoroughly enjoyed that and i've forgotten actually it was in 
that time because I was going somewhere and it was all busy. You'd all just been evacuated because <laughs> the fire alarm had gone off in the middle of the night. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, you know, terrible like, spiritualist. We didn't see the fire alarm coming or the pandemic. I know. That is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much for a psychic weekend. <laughs> Anyone wants a refund? Form an orderly queue. Um, but yeah, but when we actually went into that lockdown, you know, in the energy of what we do, us all four of us here with our churches, um, I know myself. It was just bizarre to mm. you know the first Sunday of not opening up, where we live here behind is a big surface car park for the town centre and you only ever see it empty on Christmas Day and it was empty and it was brilliant weather if you remember when they brought the lockdown in suddenly you know we were in the Bahamas but the actual impact and thank you very much uh, for those very kind words Ashley that is appreciated it was that like impact of what are we going to do you know, we, we've got to do something because each, all of us, if we're involved in our own churches or centres in our own ways, but I would very, uh, without any fear of reservation, say we're all passionate about what we do. It's part of us. Mm-hmm. You know, we have this emotional mm-hmm. link uh, to wherever we represent, you know, Thundersley, Littlepool, Wimbledon, Paul. And that, that I found the hardest because it was that emotional side that was just suddenly mm. not there. Mm. So, uh, yeah, very interesting. But the um, the advent of the online and all full credit was uh, Ashley down in Weymouth. She called me on this um, platform, StreamYard, saying, what do you think? And I said, give it a go. So we put out this broadcast, and I pl- I re I resent it the other day, and it was really funny. Oh, there we go. The supplies oh, are in. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was just sort of like started from there. But we went through from the twenty third of March, right the way through till oh March, April, May quite a long time before we were allowed to reopen because we've had these like little breaks in these bizarre lockdowns so when we released sort of like the first lockdown how did we feel then with uh, our churches and centers about reopening or not be the case anybody i felt a lot of pressure to um reopen because i mean we we're the only ones in our area, I think. Um, someone might say in the comments, no, you weren't. <laughs> but I think we were the only ones in our area that um, had gone online. Um, and we were just kind of driving along. We'd, we'd sent the message out, you know, we know church has got to close. We've got to close the doors. This is weird. The church has never been closed. We've even run a Sunday service before with the electrics have gone. You know, and, and they've they've still continued the service under candlelight. You know, the divine service, it sticks, You, you yeah. even with the snow, you know. Um, so it was really, really an eerie feeling having to close. Um, and Rob just said, we're driving along. I don't know where we were going. I just remember being in the car and Rob said, well, we could always take the service online. And my brain's like, well, how the hell are we going to do that? <laughs> um 
and Rob's always really optimistic. So I was quite lucky, really, that um, that he was and he thinks around stuff and he's quite technical minded. So we got home, we did a bit of research and he found um, BeLive we use, not not StreamYard. We've, we've got StreamYard now for other bits, but we were using BeLive. And we thought, well, a medium's even going to want to do this. Like, this is a, a, a very big ask, you know, we're... How would they work? We can't pull people up onto the screen. They'll be working from the comments, right? Is this even, you know, is this a thing? Um, so when we went live on the first one, the medium that we had on was um, Lainey Bain, um, very open-minded. We were really lucky. Um, and she sent us a text message partway through the service. She was just going to do um, a spiritual address. We were going to do the healing because we can do that. Distant healing works, right? And um, she sent a message, she said, oh, I'm getting links. I'm getting links from people in the comments. So we said, all right, we'll put you on. We'll give it a go. Um, so she started to, to give messages to people. And and I think for about the first four or five months, nearly every medium that we asked to do it, it was the first time they'd ever worked in this way. <laughs> and now there's so many um, doing this. It, it is wonderful. You've got some that have avoided it completely, um, which is fine. Um, but you've got you know, others that have just expanded and grown, they're doing their own thing now. It's wonderful. Um, but I can't remember where I was going. <laughs> I knew this would happen. I always go around the houses. I have to tell the full story and then forgot where I was, I was going. But We were talking um, about reopening after the first lockdown and you said something which really resonated with me about uh, I wasn't sure. I didn't know what to yeah, do. Yeah, wasn't sure at all. It is so, it's such a new way of working. Um, and it really gave us, of course we believe spirit. Of course we, you know, we, we believe that spirit can, because they just can. Um, but to actually rely on you receiving the link from the name on the screen, and sometimes you can, Sometimes you just freeze. <laughs> um, yeah, they freeze and, and or they disappear. They, they don't come back on and you're giving them a message and they don't answer at all. They've dropped out. They were bored. <laughs> um, but it, it proved, didn't it, in a, a, the most wonderful way, how that spirit link, that truth, um, you know, they can, it really is a thing. You know, you can't read body language. You're not making this up. You're not, um, you know, looking at the person and watching for their reaction and then giving them what you think they, they're, they're looking to hear because that's not possible. You're just relying on spirit. And I think that it just blew all of our minds, even though we knew it blew our minds. Well, it did mine. <laughs> yeah. No, Wonderful. very, very, very true. Because it was the uh, 29th of June, the regional restrictions then started coming into yeah. play. And actually, I, I found that down here in Paul more difficult to manage than mm. I did the full-scale lockdown. Same. Because we ended up, the BCP area, we were in like tier three and surrounded by tier two. Mm. So none of my mediums could actually come in and see us because verboten. You know, so in that time, you know, how were you finding things with your physical churches? Did you decide to reopen or just hang fire a bit or what did we do? 
we couldn't actually reopen at all. Um, we rent uh, the local village hall mm. and um, they they were concerned about because it's an old building and there was only one entrance and one exit front and rear. You had to walk about a quarter of a mile to get from the front to the back. So they spent a long time getting ready to reopen to the extent that the week that we were due to reopen, we were locked down again. So we've not actually been back into the church physically since last February. Um, and it's been it's been so strange because I live just around the back of the village hall where we have our services, where we all used to get together and meet up. And it was just we've tried to focus on bringing people together. Um, we've had thoughts about, oh, let's have something in someone's garden. Um, like yourself, Donna, we're the only one in our area that's actually streaming. In, in the Elian, Littleport and Prickwillow area, there's actually four churches. I don't want to miss anybody. Up. Yeah, four churches. <laughs> um, and we're the only ones that are streaming. And I suppose it was a natural progression for us because we had quite a few members that were old and poorly um and bedridden my my deacon and our medium secretary wendy she'd been basically housebound for about um off and on five years which is why we started broadcasting the first part of the service um mm. just so she could be included but it's like you okay. said as soon as you come to the mediumship it's like how are we gonna do this how <laughs> how, how, are we, how are we gonna get this one? we 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 opted for using the raffle to um, raffle out the mediumship. So we bring the recipient up on the screen, send them a link to get them into the studio. Um, so they actually get picked the and like two or three hours before the service. And I send them the link. Nine times out of 10, they can't make it. So I'm check getting someone else to come on about <laughs> five or 10 minutes before the service. Uh, Reverend Lynn couldn't always make it to the services on a, uh, on a Thursday night because we meet on a Thursday night as well, um, which was the same as the clap. It, it, the service was we included that as part of the service, which was really quite strange because I'm stopping the service to actually get the camera hang it out of my bedroom window so people can hear the pots and the pans and the clapping from the kids over the road. But Lynn couldn't make it on Thursday nights due to her physical um, restrictions. So it's actually brought us all a lot closer together, you know, especially as a society, because um, I have involvement with all of the other churches that are in the New Christian Spiritualist Society doing what I do for Lynn. And it's that constant swapping of ideas and everything. But some of them have got back into their homes but for me personally it's it's actually increased my ability to serve spirit I, I run a petrol station for a living so you know petroleum spirit by day holy spirit by night my boss used to say um <laughs> apart from when i'm doing the late shift and then we swap it over but <laughs> i've been out serving churches more you know seeing different ways of working actually and in particular the first church that i served was actually actually down at, uh, at weymouth which is where we nicked our healing candle video from that we use um because we share as spiritualists and share the ideas you know uh, but I served Ashley and then I, I, I've served various different churches. Either I would never have served 
because of the distance. Mm -hmm. But B, mm -hmm. I've been able to to serve more because I I work anywhere between 40 and 60 hours a week running the station. I've got tonight, I've got obviously tomorrow night, the church service. I'm serving somewhere else on Saturday. I'd have never been able to have fitted all that in, but I can literally, yeah. instead of spending another hour after the service, washing up, um, although we did deal with that with paper cups, we do recycle, um, but I can literally close the service and jump straight into bed. So for me, it's given me the opportunity to expand my frame of reference not being able to get back into the church mm. um you know so it's really really weird that not being able to serve in my own church mm. has given me the ability to actually see what everyone else is doing in the real world mm. um right. uh, you know but we would have loved to have gone back we really really would have done but it just it didn't happen yeah no, i fully get that and you do raise a very <clears throat> pertinent point here um, there are we're seeing a lot of churches up and down the country because they are not of their own premises mm. they are restricted you know and I have actually seen a few little pointed online comments and it's sort of like the response was we're not allowed to open because the community center isn't open it's not us yeah yeah, yeah. you know our premises aren't there Ashley sir when they were yeah. bringing in all these different tiers <laughs> yeah. I mean I think a lot of it was was people taking a chance, wasn't it? I loved what you said, Donna, about you know understanding uh, it was okay to take a risk. Let spirit do do the work, and you know mm -hmm. I'd, I'd be honest, I'm, I'm developing as a medium uh, around twenty years now, and um, I'd never done it before like, like that in in terms of the mediumship. And when I was suggesting we should do it, it seemed so easy for me. Someone that used social media a lot, and then there was this you know, sort of tumbleweed moment of volunteers, and I was like, well, I'll, I'll do it. You know, and you know, a sort of quick chat with my guide saying, how's this all going to work? And we, we started streaming on the 29th of March. Um, mm -hmm. We were really lucky in that uh, we just had broadband installed at the church at, uh, at Wimbledon. Um, so we start, started to have some some stuff there. And we had an existing relationship with uh, with Richard James, who's the producer at Spiritual Psychics TV. And he had been streaming mediumship at different sort of guises. And I'd said, what about a divine service? And he said, well, I haven't got one of them. You know, and we, we sort of pitched <laughs> the idea to him and he, he produced it behind the scenes for us, which gave us a really quite professional sort of polished product mm -hmm. with a bunch of sort of amateurs behind the scenes at Wimbledon all just trying to do what we were good <laughs> at where we could be professional and sort of disciplined and I was looking at that video the other day and it came up and I couldn't believe that was a year ago but a lot of it felt like a stopgap we just need to get through the next couple of weeks and we also need to get all the little old ladies and old boys onto Facebook and YouTube and work out how they can get it and there was this brilliant network I mean there was a lady who didn't even own a mobile phone and she used to use her landline to ring her friend who would put YouTube on the telly and then put the phone up to the speaker so she could hear the divine service. And I, it was incredible. People looking out for each other. Everyone's suddenly yeah. downloading WhatsApp. And we brought this little church family <laughs> WhatsApp group together, which I must admit, I love everyone on there. I have to mute it during the day because everyone personally greets each other. Hello. Good morning. In a way closer than what we were pre pandemic. Once the green light was like, oh, we could open up, of course, the civil, mm. civil service do. They produced all this guidance and, you know, I, I read it all and it just fell in the too difficult tray for lots of people. I remember my mum and dad, who were both retired civil servants, like, we need a civil servant to understand this or a sort of teenager. Hackbridge for us, it was it, we weren't going to be able to do it. Yeah, you know, we tried to measure two meters of space, and it's such a beautiful but small church. We would have got half a dozen chairs in there, 
and uh, there was no internet uh, there. We couldn't stream. So we sort of, this idea of bringing it together. Now at Wimbledon, I managed to get 30 chairs spread out at two metres. I remember my dad uh, getting a sort of a, a garden cane, measuring it out to two metres and cutting it. We walked around, you know, trying to measure out the spaces uh, for, for sort of chairs and what works well and one-way systems. And I'm quickly downloading free images and arrows and doing a risk assessment for the church to sort of go ahead. And it felt brilliant when we were all there. We thought, wow, we can have 30 people. And then it was like, who wants to come to church? And like, you mean go outside? Yeah. <laughs> and there was this real sort of anxiety. I mean, there were people desperate to come. <laughs> there were others that were like, I'm not so sure that I want to leave. And I feel quite safe at home. And there were lots of people cocooning and isolating and shielding and all that sort of stuff. So there was this thing of my dad saying, well, we we can't now stop streaming and on Facebook, we, you start to get false numbers, don't you? And it looked like thousands of people were watching us on the first couple of days. You, you realize that was thousands of people probably scrolled past. <laughs> we, we had suddenly this nucleus of a few hundred. And my dad was like, we didn't have this at Wimbledon on a Sunday morning. We, we had 30, 40 people. It was only a special night of clairvoyance. So we had 200. So it was like, we're going to have to do both. And then again, it was this thing for mediums. First thing is, do you go to Wimbledon? And if you do, how do you give messages to people online and in the congregation? So, again, it was about volunteering going first. It's like, well, I'll ask Spirit to do it 50-50 and we'll see what happens. And I think it was all about just being prepared to sort of take a risk, know that Spirit was going to be the purest thing that was going to come through, the evidence that you were trying to put forward was going to get through. And then exactly what you just said there, Nick, it's suddenly this opportunity. You've got people from Manchester saying, I'm never going to get down to London to serve your church. Are you looking for any volunteers? And you're like, well, yeah. Do you have a church? Do you want me to serve you? And all of a sudden, there was this like old-fashioned horse trading going on. And I know that we could have probably <laughs> another show dedicated to what, what people might charge in terms of, of fees to attend churches. But the vast majority of people that don't have their own sort of TV show on Sky probably do it to, to get there, don't they? Some petrol or a travel card. And I think the vast majority of people that call themselves spiritualist mediums do that. And actually, it wasn't costing them anything. And they were serving and giving more service than they've ever done before. And it yeah. was an incredible thing for spiritualism. There's a lady called Veronica Jenkins, you've, you've probably all yeah. come across. And she yeah. started a, a page where she would bookmark different churches. You look at that post now, there's hundreds. Yeah. There's loads, hundreds yeah. of UK spiritualist loads, churches. Loads. If you've got nothing to do, you go on there. You've got the choice of like so much different content. And I mean, she's an incredible woman. I think her energy for listing all the people, working out what time it starts, yeah. what the link is. It's an incredible thing. And again, this is someone that's doing this. It's, it's a hobby. You know, these aren't paid uh, people. These are spiritualists that just want to get the message out that there is a life after life. And actually, all these brilliant inspirational messages that have been coming through the, through the addresses. It's one of the things that I know has got me through. And you read some of those comments afterwards. And you've got people suffering with severe mental health and anxiety. And sometimes they would have come into the church and spoke about it and got healing. But there are people literally saying that their local spiritualist church uh, or centre has, has saved their life. They've had that community where they could go to. They could mm -hmm. they could ask for healing. They, they found a community that gave love unconditionally. And I think it's amazing. Yeah, I think it's one of the greatest things to come out of the pandemic is this kind of like re reintegration of spiritualism and people wanting to give this service. Absolutely. Yeah, mm. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I was thinking today, it, it's like we've discovered this new world. You know, we have this whole new world in which to sort of like populate and explore with it on the... Uh, for spiritualism becoming online. We did a service here at Paul and we had five D 
different speakers on. I just thought, I'm, I'm going to play. I, I, I want to see if this will work. And we had a speaker on from Scotland, Ireland, Denmark, UK, Menorca, and Australia. And it worked. Yeah. We, we had a lovely, you know, and I just like, wow. wow. We would never, ever, ever have thought of doing that. But here it is, and it's yeah. happening. And more to the point, it's working. Yeah. COVID-19 was like a spiritualist crowbar to loosen a few people up, wasn't it, and get them doing different things. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I don't mean any disrespect to, to people no. that have suffered as a result no. of COVID. You know, no, 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 my no. wife's uncle's been on a life support machine. We're pleased to say that he's, he's doing well. I know that people have lost their lives during this time, but, you know, Laughter is important as well, isn't it? You know, yes. I like to work in an uplifting way. I like to make people laugh, and laughter is almost as powerful as love. And put a yes. smile on people's face, and you know, do it with the right intentions. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And as I Sorry. said at the well beginning, said. we are in this time, you know, and we can do one or two things. We can run away and hide under the duvet and never come out again, or just go, okay, uh, how, how am I going to work with this? You know, and laughter, as you know, with me, I, I have got no sense of humour, have I, Donna? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're the funniest guy in spiritualism laurie <laughs> yeah. um but yeah laughter has got us through a lot of this a hell of a lot of this and the opportunity to do to do different things you know philosophy i think mm. that if, oh, I, if i'd if i'd advertised yeah. an evening of philosophy at wimbledon church i don't know even if we'd done it for free if people would have turned up in numbers but I remember saying to Richard James, I said, you know, I've been wanting to do this uh, inspired speech about what and who is God. Um, any chance you'd broadcast that? And he was like, well, give it a go. And I was like, if I get half a dozen people, it'll be lovely. And I actually now host my own spiritualist philosophy show every two weeks on YouTube. And it's incredible to actually talk to people without giving messages. And people are still interested in learning sort of further yeah. in their life. I totally agree about the philosophy. Philosophy has always been a passion of mine. If, if mediumship is the that the center around spiritualism that, that brings people in philosophy is what makes mediumship spiritualism. And, and I've always, always been, I mean, people kick me because they always say how many hind, how many donkeys in little port have got the hind legs left because I can talk them off. <laughs> um, but for me, it is the, the philosophy that has been given the real boon um, during the pandemic, because as you say, you get people actually interested and in listening to it. And, you know, it's it's also shown people it's, it's not just the fact that the philosophy is getting out there. It's showing people that we are not what people told them that spiritualists are, that there is a moral and philosophical centre to what we do, that we are genuinely caring people, not charlatans who just want to con people for a quick buck. I mean, it's like you say, people um, not charging, um, certainly over the internet, because it's all of the, the, the mileage. We a couple, of, a couple of months back, we had Matthew Stapley from Canada service, I dread to think what his mileage would have been all the way to Liverpool. I mean, it was hard enough working out what time he was supposed to be joining for him because of the time zone difference. But, you know, it is it is the philosophy that I think has been the real victory uh, for our way of life, because not only do um, I, I, I and, and we know from the last time we spoke, Laurie, how I feel about that. I yeah. hate that word. I hate that word with a passion. Um, and it does. It, it does. It shows that we are 
as I, as I was, because he was talking about the ministry earlier, and I was reminded by something a medium once said to me. I was I was 18 years old. I've been in the way of life for about a, a, a year. Um, you know, it was like six months ago. And um, <laughs> she said, where do you want to go with spiritualism, Nick? And I said, well, I'm I'm happy working on the committee here at the church. And, you know, one day might be president, maybe even a minister one day. And she said, but Nick, working in a spiritualist church, you already minister to people. And that always stuck with me because we do minister to people, be it as a member of the the, the circuit going around giving uh, spiritualist uh, mediumship out to those that are receiving you, be it someone in a church sitting in a corner giving healing, be it someone sitting on the phone for two hours in the middle of the night to someone who's ready to end it, bringing them down. That is the ministry of spiritualism. And it is what we are. It is a ministry. It is a religion. It is a way of life. But it is so important to show people that we are not just show turners. And, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people accused of it. And I know full well they're not because they do everything I've just described. And, you know, to actually be able to have people turn up at a church secretly. And that's the thing. The amount of people that have come to a spiritualist church this last year who wouldn't have normally come and realize that we are actually a force for good in the world, you know, and a, a, a strength and a passion and not just these, you know, weirdos that meet up in a, a village hall and sit and go, um, and hope for a toffee crisp to come falling out of a lampshade. You know, it's it's been amazing. And the response, the response for people who've said, I wouldn't have normally come, but I think I might pay you a visit when you open back up. For me, that's taking the word out of the word of spirit out into the world and never giving an inch. Um, and we have done that job massively this last year everyone has yeah uh, i couldn't agree more and that brings us very nicely into uh, when we're talking about the philosophy and the different aspects of spiritualism this is one of the things that i've had my greatest joy out of these online works is the number of speakers people willing to give up their time and some really wonderful people you know just saying yeah i'll do that i'll talk on that and you just sit there and it's just brought in this whole new world again of different understanding. I've, I've found that I drift off into shamanism a little bit at a time. I've sat there doing a meditation. It suddenly turned shamanic on me. Well, last year I wouldn't have known what that, <laughs> that was. But this time I was just like, oh, okay, we're going down that route. Oh, all right, let's have a go, you know. Um, but going forwards now... Uh, looking at, you know, we are starting to return. The hubbub of life is starting to beat once again. What are our thoughts? What, what, what's, what's, our, what's our aspirations? What's our fears, uh, if they're not too personal, about, you know, reopening more and more? Donna? I think... Like it. No, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am... Um, it's like a, a balance thing going on. Like... um. I love the idea of reopening, obviously connecting that that energy transference of being in someone else's space. You can't you can't get that online. 
Um, yes, we can send we can send love, we can send our healing energy out. Um, we know that that works. Um, and you know, I feel like I, I do feel to a point that we are together in this chat now. You know, we're not separate in separate rooms, although we are. So, um, of course, you do connect. We connect in this way, but there's nothing um, more special, I think, than actually being in someone's actual auric energy. Um, so I have missed that. And um, obviously we have to be quite far away. I do this practice of almost like expanding my energy out as much as I can when I go into church because I know I can't get that close to people. <laughs> but I hope that they can feel that, that love and that vibe that I'm giving out regardless. Like the hugs. Miss the hugs. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think we've got to, there's a, we've got to hold both. I think that's what we've learned here. So we've all experimented, and I know that Nick, you said that you were doing a little bit online anyway. How lovely is that? That you had, you know, a lady that was important to you, and you felt you needed to put that out. That's wonderful. Um, but we've realised how how important and well received the, these are. Um, I've just had a comment from one of our congregation members that isn't necessarily one from church but she's one of our new online yeah. congregation members and she's talking, asking me a question in the comments tonight. <laughs> um, and that's wonderful, but we need to be able to open the church back up and hold our community around the church. All those people that actually we were the people we were thinking about when we brought this service online, we were thinking about um, Stan up the road. We were thinking about Margaret. We were thinking about, you know, the people that came into the church. And it's really interesting, actually, because um, it took them a while to pick it up. They're only just kind of looking at it now. And the people we were reaching were other people out, mm. out there. Um, so we need to do a bit of both. Um, and we've got to somehow be a bit more available because you can't, I can't be in church and deliver a service or a coffee morning there and also be on the online coffee morning. So we kind of you got to rely on the, the bigger team, if you like. Um, yeah. But that's kind of where we're thinking we're going to try and keep the divine service online. We're going to try and keep the coffee morning online, um, keep doing a few sofa chats like we're doing now. Um, but hopefully, um, with everybody pulling together in the little group, we can manage that because um, that's my fear. Laurie, that's my fear is that um, I won't be able to manage the online stuff as well once we're back in church all the time. Um, for example, the healing segment, we started to do the healing. Um, I did it for a couple of months. The thought came in, I thought, okay, I've got to do that then. Um, and only half an hour on a Thursday, we send the healing out as a group then. So I started to stream that live so that everyone else can be a part of it and um, help us in the healing out. Um, but then when we started to go back into church and meet on a Thursday night with the actual healing group, physical healing group, I had to say, I'm really sorry, I'm gonna have to stop doing that. But I know that people have really enjoyed it. So I feel guilty, yeah. <laughs> it's that. <laughs> yeah, but one of the beauties with this online um, presence now, I've started uh, serving a few churches locally as we're reopening up in the area because everybody's playing close to home still at the moment before we start spreading out. And I've had uh, two events now online hosted by other people. 
in fact, one of them was hosted by the lovely Jack out yeah. in Denmark. He took our divine service on a Sunday morning while I was serving another church. And I'm just like, I love yeah. this. And meeting... Did you, you find know, a bit, of... it a bit weird, though? I didn't, actually. Like, it's almost Once... your baby. So were you worried? <laughs> no. Do you know what? Because no. the people that I've got, we had um we got a lovely right. couple that were helping and their first night hosting was testing ground, <laughs> shall we say. <laughs> As in they locked themselves out of the Zoom room. Everybody else was in there and they were the host oh, and they no. couldn't get back in. Oops. <laughs> but do you know what? We're gonna drop balls here and there. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, it's how it. you recover. It's we got like, we, yeah. we we got to try. I think it's 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 one of the the harder things. And um, you know, I, I have I have a, a fantastic volunteer team at Wimbledon. They're just not that of favour technology. And for a long time, it becomes a one person band. And yeah. you, you try and get other people doing things. And we've tried to make the church as easy as possible. We've got two TVs up on the wall which can show the stream. We've got a, a camera on the lectern. We've put mics up at the lectern and mics in the audience so people can even sort of you know be heard sort of during Zoom calls. But People, you know, my dad included, my dad's done now hundreds of online services, but yeah. he's developed a, a real hatred of Zoom because it's it's been wicked <laughs> to him a few times and it, put, <laughs> it puts people off. Um, it yeah. really puts people off. And there's this idea of for the last year, my mum and dad have pretty much chaired every single service and I've sort of been behind the scenes and pushed it forward. My mum and dad um, went away in that that bleak summer where we suddenly got out to eat out to help out and we got away they managed to get away with my sister and i i ran the service but it's like we've got this whole team of volunteers we used to have a different chairperson every week and we want them to be able to turn on the computer and log into skype and connect to the studio in portsmouth we want people to be able to ho sort of host zoom and some people are very scared about it and while we've got this ambition to keep doing what we're doing uh, there's a lovely lady she might even be watching uh, tonight Shirley Monaco uh, she's in her 80s now she's a wonderful medium and uh, one of her real strengths is is picking up on the energy of objects you know she's she's done it for a very long time you'd give her a ring or a piece of jewelry and she picks up on the energy of that and gives a message and she said to me sort of the other day she doesn't know if she's ever going to be able to work again at Wimbledon and I said well don't think like that she goes well I, I don't want to get out on the lectern and be on Skype and I don't want to be on sort of Zoom and if I can't touch people's objects and I said we'll yeah. find a way for everyone mm. that wants to work there is a way to mm. do this even mm. if we open the service half an hour before it goes online and you give those messages to the mm. people in the, the yeah. church you know yeah. there'll always be a way but I think it's recognizing that it's anxiety about people coming back to some sort of normality and then the anxiety yeah. Of, of the technology because you know I mean I studied computer science at school when I was 18 and even then I said to my parents sometimes you know, how did you fix it it's like I don't know with computers you just have to keep trying you turn it on or off again you unplug <laughs> it you plug it back in it's almost like you just need resilience to keep trying there's no obvious reason why your webcam suddenly stops working or there's a weird echo on the mic um, we're also very lucky. There's a, there's a guy called uh, Kieran Edmonds, uh, I'll shout out. He, he was involved in the entertainment industry, the events industry, which was very quiet this year. Uh, he's married to a lovely lady called Daniel Edmonds, who's one of the spiritualist healers in our church. And he gave up dozens and dozens of hours late at night at the church on his own, uh, hanging up cameras and microphones and plugging in stuff and getting us bits of Ethernet cable at the back of skips and stuff that were thrown away. <laughs> I think, again, and I know that our church wouldn't have been the only one like that. There would have been stories of like that all up and down mm. the country. Where someone said, oh, I've got an old yeah. computer or a webcam and we'll find a way of people streaming on their mobile phones. You know, the best one I saw was an yeah. iPhone gaffer taped to a microphone stand and just stuck in front of them. 
it works perfect, doesn't it? It worked right. exactly. They couldn't read the comments from 20 foot away, but they could, the people could see the medium. That was the important thing. Oh, I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be strange for us, not only having not been back for a year, but um, when we were first streaming, my dad, bless him, he got a piece of wood about that big and cut a groove into it that I could rest my phone in. And that's how we streamed. And that's never going to happen now. And of course, having our own plate, not having our own place, it's got to be transportable, detachable, small, compact, storable, mm. easy to do, but has to be completely set up and completely dismantled every day. Me and Tony Swindles uh, were talking probably around about this time last year about ideas. And we've got... Um, We've got the idea of having a projector screen and having a projector um, and, you know, we're working on, on that kind of thing. But it's like Lynn, she'll be wanting to, to carry on doing her speaking every week, which is often colourful and quite <laughs> frequently extended um, like a telescope. But people still love it and we'll still want to have that. <laughs> There's no way we're not going to do this and, and we have to merge the no. two. I think the hardest thing for going back for Littleport is the fact that the, the people that we've lost um, aren't going to be there. I mean, Wendy, my my medium secretary and, and my deacon, bless her, she, she passed uh, last September. Uh, it was actually a birthday yesterday um, and she came through on mm -hmm. Thursday night, uh, which was great. Yeah. Um, I lost my dad in in January. Uh, he was our treasurer and the tea maker. You know, the kitchen's going to be the biggest issue. Um, uh, it's going to be hard not having those people, but we can't not go back. I mean, mum, bless her, she's stepped forward and she's now doing the, the medium secretary job. She's even managed to figure out how to use a tablet. She's probably watching right now, even though she probably hasn't remembered how to make a comment. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> but she's still part of it. She's come on and she's had a reading. I know it's going to be difficult for her because mum and dad used to go in and open up um so it's going to be a a, a a bigger window i mean we've had people move away we've had so many changes of, of, of people i think that's going to be the hard part the people we've lost um yeah. because mm. so many people mm. have lost so many people but it's just the irony that and i don't mean this in in any negative or difficult way but the irony of how many people have lost people this last year there is going to be no doubt that when the doors open there will be another new influx those mm -hmm. that aren't technically technologically minded those that aren't uh, able to you know wire up a, a, a laptop and a, a webcam and have a look uh, we need to be there for everyone. I'd, I'd never abandon my online congregation as much as I'd never abandon my local congregation. Uh, and so many people have benefited, but the way of life has benefited more than we could have ever possibly imagined. But yeah. it will be hard going in and and because we, we have certain catchphrases uh, at Littleport. At the end of the night, when we had a raffle, um, my mate Hannah, bless her, she, we gave her a bendy bully because we'd always do bully special prize as the last of the raffle. We've included that, giving the raffle prizes out of, of those are the ones that 
get the, the message that night, she still comes on and does her bully special prize bit. And at the end of the night, we always say the kitchen's now open. Well, when I used to say that in the village hall, dad would lift the shutter to the kitchen up and all of the cups and all of the sauces and all of the biscuits would all be laid out ready. The first time doing that in front of that shutter, I know is going to be diabolical for all of us. Um, but we must, 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 in the words of Churchill, KBO. I won't do a Lynn and tell you what that actually means. <laughs> um, but, um, but you know, it, it is what it is. We, 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 throughout the whole of history, spiritualism has been dealt a hand that it must learn to deal with. You know, right from the Fox sisters all the way through to Emma Hardinge Britain, all the way up to Gordon Higginson, Doris Stokes. Helen Duncan was thrown a pretty nasty curveball that she had to deal with. Look at them that have gone before us. The pioneers of spiritualism are every single member of spiritualism because they're pioneering something new every single day. And we, we must have that kind of mindset uh, to, you know, just no matter what we get thrown, we know we've got spirit helping us out. We know we've got those people that we've physically lost behind us, watching us and willing us on every week. And, you know, to actually be able to say that, uh, uh, it's an amazing thing to be able to even say that and know that we can say that. And I hope you're not hearing all of these pings because our meditation circles just started and everyone's joining on the messenger. Um, so, so there's like there's ping, 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 ping every Wednesday night. But, but I, I think everyone must remember that the pioneers gave us a route map. No matter what the world throws at you, you take it, you put a smile on it, and you make it work for yourself. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We, spiritualism has always had a, a very strong history of being activists in women's movements and things like that. Yeah. And here we are, our generations now at this time, uh, we have those opportunities in front of us. Before we finish, as we're drawing up to time, I can't believe that's an hour gone, that's so yeah. amazing. Um, just thoughts of the future as we start to reopen. What I've found down here in Poole is a lot of our congregation has changed because a lot of the elderly are still, as I believe Ashley was talking about early on, it's all right putting things on, but people are still a little yeah. bit reluctant to go out and fully get that, absolutely fully get that. But we are seeing uh, an upsurge in new people coming in because we've just gone through this period or still in this period where our own very mortality has been challenged and it's raised mm. questions. You know, I work quite a lot in the church during the daytime, sat here pretending I'm typing, but I'm not. I'm actually listening to YouTube. But anyway, um, <laughs> and, you know, people are just sort of like popping their head in and go, oh, hi, uh, what do you do here? You know, and it's, it's really interesting. It is so, yeah. so interesting. So, you know, just quickly go around, you know, like what, what would you like new to come into your um, church or place of worship or whatever it is? What would, what would you like to see evolve now that probably wouldn't have or struggled a bit uh, pre the COVID era? 
anybody. Community. Yeah. Keep building that wonderful community. And uh, for a lot of older spiritualists in my congregation, they say it reminds them of, a, of an older time where the church was at the, the heart of their sort of uh, community. And we've seen that a bit more now. Some of that's because we were all forced to slow down a little bit, you know, myself included. But I really want to make sure that there is this community feel that friends uh, are always welcome and, uh, you know, new friends uh, are encouraged. So the sense of, of not rushing and taking our time to do this, going, as my grand used to say, only go as fast as the slowest ship in the fleet and making sure that we're taking everyone with us in this sort of change and they all feel as architect in, in what the future can offer so that everyone that Love wants that. to have a role that can play a part can. Brilliant. Yeah, love it. Donna, darling. Yeah. Yeah, just the same as that, really. I think um, this has taught us about that community spirit. Um, and I would like to um, uh, just to continue seeing um, these these fresh faces. Um, I love I love the old faces. <laughs> They're brilliant. <laughs> but there I'm has right, been this influx of new interested people. No, I, d I just mean people that were there before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there has been a, a new influx and people are, have had more time. They've kind of done more courses online or whatever. And, um, you know, they're interested in, for example, like, you know, the crystals and stuff, you know. Um, I think because there's been so much online and people have had time to stop. They've, I know so many people that have taken courses they wouldn't have taken before or didn't have time to take um, and um, or just discovered us online. Um, and they're like, wow, you do that. Oh, I didn't know you did that. Let me come and try that. So I'm hoping that that continues and doesn't um, kind of stagnate. I hope that we can kind of keep things fresh and, and current, um, but also still hold um, the people that were involved before. So it is a, it's a, a careful balance we need to find. Um, and I also hope that we continue to um, connect across the country like we have. Um, with, you know, I've, I've made so many new friends in the spiritual community that I would never have met before. And I hope that that continues. Very good. And I think that's a very okay. important thing because we have met, you know, pre-COVID, we were lucky if we met the people who ran the spiritualist church down the road. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it was just, that was just the way it was. But now we are all connecting here. And, you know, if we get thoughts and ideas, and I've done it with Ashley, you can, you've got somebody who is in the same energy, the same mindset as you, that you can actually go to now and ask a question. Because, you know, we all get it with our own churches, centres, whatever. There are aspects of running it where you just need somebody who will understand everything you're talking about. Yeah. You know, from from we'll understand what you're saying from your perspective yeah and suddenly people are there to say yeah listen you know if you don't want to answer this fine but what do you think about xyz and you know that that response is coming back from somebody who's on that same level that same mindset to as in regards of how yeah. your baby your place of worship operates so yeah really interesting yeah. reverend nick yeah. Well, um, I absolutely, you know, agree with and back up everything that Ash and Donna have said. I, I think 
you know, if you'd have asked me this uh, a fortnight ago, it might have been very, very different because I've got the 1700 word rant out of my system uh, <laughs> that I that I, I somehow <laughs> managed to pen between it all. But I, 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 I as much as I do agree about the, 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 the need for community, I think it needs to go further. Um, like Ash was mentioning, Veronica Jenkins, you know, one of the things that has made her project, her work, such a huge success is that it has been completely open to everyone, um, to all different, you know, organizations, churches, whether it be Christian spiritualist or spiritualist, Muslim spiritualist, Jewish spiritualist, 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 you know, every organization is more than welcome and all equal. And I know she's pushing further with another project because she's been chatting to me about um, that, that's going to be continuing and sustaining that which is exactly what we need but yeah, the i think directory. The, the directory yeah. is absolutely stunning you know where would you have ever else found someone who could have the president of the spiritualist national union sitting in the same meeting as uh, little nick christian spiritualist minister from littleport you know it, it's been she's a, she's an amazing work of a spirit and that mindset needs to continue because as much as our openness and our welcomeness is the best thing about our way of life, it does have with it certain risks. And the, the one concern and fear for me is that we must not forget who we are and what we do uh, and not change what we do for the sake of change to get bums on seats. Because I know financially it's going to be very, very difficult mm. for a lot of churches, ourselves included. You know, we're lucky we've been able to continue providing something, get a little bit on PayPal, but it's not like the regular, you know, pound in the pocket every time they walk past mum um, and get shaken a few times mm -hmm. to get a few more. Um, <laughs> there are, every time there's a big shift in this way of life in the last 23 years that I've been involved in it, you tend to see people trying to change for the sake of change rather than moving with the times we're trying to predict it and go further forward and you know sometimes that allows the opportunity for people to try and remove that we are a way of life and of spiritualists as a religion try and remove the philosophy people aren't interested in this let's not have that people don't want this let's not have that we are spiritualists. It is a way of life. It is a religion, whatever you want to call it. But we should never, ever forget that and take what we know and we love to be of support and help to people. And yes, it's great that we're welcoming to everyone, but we need to welcome those people in whilst reminding them that Yes, there is fatherhood of God in the seven principles. You know, the amount of people that I've met that say they're spiritualists but don't believe in God or a divine source or divine energy, it can be a bit concerning because you think these this is the new generation coming through of running the churches, you know, and where there's nothing wrong with that as an individual basis, the movement must be the thing that is protected the most. The community of that movement must be protected and we must fight for what we believe in in a peaceful and friendly way whilst maintaining that openness. And, you know, the successes that your churches respectively have had, I mean, 
Ash, the only thing I'll disagree with you tonight is that you said that Wimbledon's a beacon for people in London. You've got a bigger reach than that, mate. Trust me, because, <laughs> you know, it, right since my development, I was hearing about Wimbledon Spiritualist Church. And I reference things you guys doing all the time, even though you've never even heard of me, you know. Um, I wonder if the wonderful Lynn had anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> partly, partly. She she might have had one or two words, but it's from other sources too. So you That's know, good. It's, thank you. It's not just Lynn. Um, although she has been a big influence on my life, as you might have noticed, my inability to stop talking. But but I think <laughs> so long as we remember who we are, we will be fine. So long as we remember what matters the most about our way of life, change how we perceive it, maybe, but not change what we actually physically do, then I know that if this happens again in a hundred years time, they'll be digging out clips off of Facebook to say, this is what they did a hundred years ago, you know, and, and, and won't that be amazing? Uh, you know, but I think so long as we remember who we are, we will not fail. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. I not agree more. I'd, one of the greatest things is, Everybody who has worked online have been spiritualists, yes. regardless of whichever branch of spiritualism they, you know, that hasn't been pushed to the fore. Mm. You know, you've seen very little of I am a XYZ spiritualist. People just <laughs> yeah. say, I'm a spiritualist. Yeah. I've got them on with the job and it's been yeah. great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. A very special night tonight because we are undergoing a few changes here with our timetable and our programming. This is the end of the midweek Lyceum night. These were brought in during the uh, really heavy and awful lockdown that we've just gone through. You know, lockdown is one thing. Lockdown in the darkest, coldest months of the year is just something else superb evenings the lyceum nights will be amalgamating with our spiritual nights now on a saturday night so it'll either be a spiritual night or a lyceum night on spiritualism there's a couple of reasons for this because next week we start reopening physically here within the church for our services <laughs> uh back in person again and the first sunday uh, the first wednesday of each month now will be a healing service as opposed to an evidential mediumship uh, service. So, you know, and also these beautiful people who have just, you know, been so generous with their time. As we start coming out of the lockdowns, everybody's times are going to start, you know, being reduced slightly of when people are available. So to compensate for that, the amalgamation of the Wednesday night and the Saturday night, because, and, and that's fine, you know, I get it, I'm just, we are just so indebted, and I'm sh I know each and every one of us on here will join in with a huge thank you, you know, to people who have just given up their time, take our, Donna, I did your church on Sunday night, and do you know what, I need. You did a brilliant it. job, by the way, I watched it back. <laughs> I, I, do you know what, I actually needed to do that service because of the yeah. couple of things that had happened prior to it. And when I came out of that service, my faith was restored. Oh, wonderful. And it, it really was. It was one of those services. I went, right, yeah, I am on the right track and they are right. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, lots of things coming up, lots of changes. But thank you, everybody. Everybody is supporting Thank you. Lovely to meet you, uh, Nick and Donna. Thank you. Lovely yes, to meet you, you all. Yeah. Hope to collaborate again. 
Absolutely. Yeah, we we should. In, in actual fact, I'll get my mother to get in touch with, you know, uh, for mediumship and uh, such like. Um, <laughs> she's she's wanting to build a new list now, you see. And absolutely the other kind of spirits. You know, in, in actual fact, you know, if anybody watched the boat race, you can see my local pub. It was the finish line for the Cambridge Oxford boat race this year. Okay. So um you can see what it is where it is if you come to little port where you can have a drink at least um socially yeah. distance of course sounds good there's just so many people just, we want to meet up with i i, I yeah. need to get to america to see the lovely joan oh. uh, and actually joan that might happen next year so exciting Great. i've been invited Fabulous. anyway uh, Denmark, lovely Jack and Yvonne and Lola and Pete. <laughs> I, I just, I've got to do this world tour now. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's. I'm just loving that we are all. Oh, hello. Are we coming over? <laughs> hey. Sorry, I've I've been interrupting. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. No, I was you, just you, saying that. Um, when you're on your road trip, I hope I'm not on my road trip at the same time because I might get down to Paul and you're not there because you've come down oh, to no. Thunderstone. <laughs> so we must talk. We must talk. <laughs> I, I think we should uh, do what the old spiritualists do and have a lyceum in the Albert Hall and just say to everybody, Absolutely. We're there. Get your backside yes. down. Come on. No, it's yes. central meeting yes. point. You can't go wrong. Can't miss it. Well, you can. I could. We'll have a word with Doris Stokes, see if she'll fill it again. I yeah, reckon she would. That'd be I very impressive. <laughs> In actual Brilliant. fact, it, you remind me, it, it was actually, um, I, I saw a video of Gordon Higginson quoting Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the last service he went to, I believe it was um, Estelle Roberts in the Albert Hall. And he turned round and said to Estelle, carry on, take the word of spirit out into the world and never give an inch. And, you know, Gordon was able to say we have. I, he would never have realised how literally that was taken this last year, taking it out into the world. And, you know, there's enough of us that communicate and talk now to be able to fill the Albert Hall easily. So come on, let's do it. Yeah, I'm game. Definitely. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm no offence to anybody that organises weekends and weeks, etc. away, but why not? Why not just have one joyous here, celebration here. of spiritualism, regardless of whichever yeah. path that you follow, whatever yeah. path you follow is fine for you, whatever path I follow is fine for me, and we're quite happy with that. So, yeah. Yeah. This Let's is spiritualism <laughs> coming to a <laughs> yes, hey. you. <laughs> Fabulous. Fabulous. Oh, I love dear. it. Yeah. Anyway. What have you started, Laurie? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know Who's arranging? Brilliant. You're arranging, Lawrence. <laughs> no, you do it, Donna. You've you've got the you've got the gift of the gab. You I just see you there, you know. Schmoozing the uh hierarchy at the Albert Hall to get us a discount. Go on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Fantastic. Brilliant. Thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Thank you, everybody who's watched us tonight and also all of those who will watch us on uh, later. Oh, 
Somebody's just put something and it sparked a thought. There you go. We're all, we're all going to invade the Arthur Conan Doyle Centre in Edinburgh. How about that? That's no, too small. It's too small. No, we need the Albert Hall. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Mario we could do Morris. both. Eh? Oh, yeah. Do both. Do yeah, both. Spiritualist on Twitter. This is getting nuts now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Before people start saying, where can I buy a ticket? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for giving up your time tonight. Thoroughly enjoyed it. So nice meeting you. And it's just so nice being that little bit closer together. Yeah. It really is. It's really heartwarming that none of us are out there on our own anymore. Yeah, Brilliant. it's lovely, isn't it? And lovely. Yeah, Thank you, everybody. Have a lovely evening. And we Good look night. forward Good to night. seeing you soon. Good night, God folks. Bless. Stay safe. Be good.